0: It's Tuesday, and you know what that means. It's a new episode with the Murder Bucket Podcast. Hey, it's
1: Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, priceline.
0: Good evening, Murder Bucket family, and welcome back to Tuesday. We have another installment in our Last Supper series tonight. It is going to be a very short episode, only because there is not a lot of information about this particular inmate online. Before we get started, let's go ahead and do our week slash weekend recap. Last week, it was Valentine's Day, and my husband and I don't do anything super exciting on Valentine's Day just because in February, we have Valentine's Day, our daughter's birthday, and our wedding anniversary, so we don't really celebrate it. The only thing that we did for Valentine's Day was we all got haircuts, and then we went out for tacos because Valentine's Day this year fell on Taco Tuesday. Then on Friday last week, my husband and my daughter went to their very first father-daughter dance at church. It was absolutely adorable. One of our friends at church let her borrow a dress that she had actually made for her daughter Many, many years ago when she was getting married so that her daughter could wear it in her wedding. So my daughter wore it and she was the youngest one there, but only by like a few months. But she was the life of the party. I have pictures and videos and people at church telling me just how cute she was. Of course, she refused to dance with my husband, but she just wanted to dance by herself and kind of run around She did like this weird shoulder roll and like head bob and everything and it was super cute. And then on Saturday we had my daughter's birthday party. We ended up doing it at the church just to make it a little bit easier on ourselves because we did invite a handful of little kids and they have a little bit more space in the rooms that you can rent. So we didn't really have to worry about where everybody was going to sit and if everybody was comfortable And everybody was able to be in the same room instead of being kind of cramped in our house. And then all of our friends helped us clean up afterwards, which was absolutely wonderful. By the time we got home, we were all super tired and ended up doing absolutely nothing the rest of the day. Sunday, we did skip church. We were little heathens and we went to this like, it's kind of like a record shop, record swap meet kind of thing just like a bunch of different vendors inside the community hall at a volunteer fire station about 45 minutes away from where we live. They do this like record show, I believe it's the first Thursday of every month. And I mean, they have anywhere between brand new records to records that are just a dollar. They were doing like, if we got five or more, they would give us two or three dollars off. We came out with... I believe 26 records. We have almost 300 records in our collection. And this time we've got a bunch of random stuff. Like my husband got something called In Disco Order with Bob Crosby. Um, I got a Winston Churchill record. We got a band called Hot Tuna. Just because I liked the cover of the album because it looks like an old laundry detergent box. Then I got a remastered copy of a Carpenter's album. We got the Moody Blues, George Carlin, Joan Baez, and the Doobie Brothers. Like I said, we just got a whole bunch of random stuff this time. Yesterday was President's Day, so my office was closed. And so my daughter and I hung out until about noon when we went and met two of my girlfriends to go get piercings. No, I didn't get anything super crazy. I just got an extra hole in my left ear. So now I have three on that side. But before we even got the piercings, I had a slight catastrophe with one of the tires on my car. It told me while I was driving over there that the tire was low. So I stopped at one of the gas stations close by, tried to fill up the tire, but apparently the pump was broken and just kept letting air out of the tire. One of my girlfriends met me at the gas station. She tried with a pump for about 10 minutes. Couldn't get the tire to air up whatsoever. So we drove about two minutes down the street to a tire shop. Let them look at it. They found a teeny tiny nail, probably smaller than a thumbtack, in the tire. They said it wasn't a big deal. They patched it for about 30 bucks. It was good to go. And then we got all of our piercings done. So like I said, I got just a third hole In my left ear, one of my friends got her nose pierced and then second holes in her ears. And then my other friend got, I think it's called the conch on both sides. Eventually she will get little hoops in them, but right now she just had studs. Um, The guy told us to come back in like six to eight weeks just to kind of check them out, make sure they're all good. He's going to put a smaller hoop in my ear and more than likely just put hoops in my friend's ears because that's what she wanted to begin with. But they don't really do the hoops at first. They rather do the studs just so it heals properly. And then today is our daughter's birthday. My husband worked this morning but came home around 10 o'clock. I stayed home with her. We've just been chilling around the house, getting a few things done. Of course, playing with every single thing you could think of to play with. And then we went and got lunch at Chick-fil-A. She played in the playground for a couple hours. And now you are here with me We have another installment of the Last Supper series, so let me stop talking about my life and get on with tonight's episode. Tonight, we are discussing Odell Barnes Jr., and the only thing that we know regarding Odell is that he was born on March 22, 1968, in Wichita County, Texas. According to Wikipedia.com, he was a construction worker. He also had two prior convictions of robbery. On November 29, 1989, in Wichita Falls, Texas, Odell broke into the home of 42-year-old Helen Bass. He burglarized her home. Then he beat her with a lamp, stabbed her in the neck, and shot her in the head. It is believed that he also raped her. Helen's longtime friend and former sister-in-law, Sharon Murgersen, discovered Helen lying face down on her bed in her room. Her room was in shambles and she noticed that there was an open jewelry box and a rifle. Several witnesses state that they saw Odell trespassing in Helen's yard an hour before she returned from work. When he was arrested, police found a thirty two caliber pistol on him that belonged to Helen. According to findagrave.com, he was observed trying to sell that gun to several different people. During Odell's trial, he was unable to afford lawyers, and instead of being appointed a public defender, two local attorneys were appointed for him. And the reason for this is that the Wichita County Public Defender's Office claimed that they were not equipped to handle his case. Unfortunately for Odell, the two local attorneys' budget was very small and their preparation were minimal. They didn't conduct a defense investigation and they did not order any forensic tests. The only information that we know about his trial is that the jury deliberated after only three hours. He was convicted of capital murder and almost immediately sentenced to death. During his appeal process, there were two new attorneys that were appointed to his case by a federal court. A European anti-death penalty activist contributed $16,000 to his defense fund his new lawyers paid for all forensic testing with their own money. It was discovered that during the trial, there were deficiencies in the forensic evidence, serious errors, and oversight by Odell's original lawyers. Here are some of those errors. Odell claimed during his trial that he never had sex with Helen, consensual or forced. DNA testing that was done several years later showed the semen that was on her body was, in fact, Odell's. According to several articles, he claimed several years later that he and Helen were involved in a romantic relationship even though this was never brought up during his trial. During Odell's trial, the jury was told that a lamp that was found in Helen's bedroom was brand new and had Odell's fingerprints on them. It was later discovered that the lamp wasn't new. Another error was with the large amount of blood that was found at the scene, it was very unusual that there was only a small blood stain found on Helen's clothes. DNA testing confirmed that the blood was Odell's, but it contained a high level of citric acid, which is used as a preservative in crime labs. And lastly, the witness who claimed that they saw Odell trespass on Helen's property gave inconsistent testimony on several different occasions. One of the witnesses stated that he saw Odell 45 minutes after Helen had returned home. So what was Odell Barnes Jr.'s Last Supper request? According to the book and several articles, Odell requested justice, equality, and world peace as his last meal the book that we are working through has a recipe for dinner rolls with lemon and olive oil infused butter. You know, dinner rolls are without a doubt just amazing. I feel like dinner rolls are just so versatile and can be eaten with anything. If you eat them with a pot roast, you can soak up all the juices at the end, you can slather them in butter, or just eat them plain. Between Sister Schubert kings hawaiian and homemade rolls you just can't go wrong let me know what kind of rolls you like do you have like a specific recipe that you make do you buy them from the store or does somebody else make them for you odell's last words before he was executed were this i'd like to send great love to all my family members my supporters and my attorneys they have all supported me throughout this I thank you for proving my innocence, although it has not been acknowledged by the courts. May you continue in this struggle and may you change all that's being done here today and in the past. Life has not been good to me, but I believe that now, after meeting so many people who support me in this, that all things will come to an end, and may this be fruit of better judgments for the future. That's all I have to say. Odell Barnes Jr. was executed on March 2nd, 2000 at the age of 31 by lethal injection. And that concludes tonight's episode of the Last Supper series. Like I said, it was very short due to the lack of information online. Before you go, please take a moment to listen to this promo from my friends at the Autopsy Podcast. Have a wonderful evening.
1: Hello friends and neighbors, I am your friendly death investigator, host of the podcast Autopsy. Autopsy is a show where we take real autopsy reports from popular cases and some not so popular and break down the information discovered by pathologists and how it all led to their final determined cause and manner of death. Think of us as an addendum to many true crime podcasts you may already be a listener of. Every month we release a new episode, and then a more informal discussion episode follows halfway through the month. We are available on virtually every platform, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and even YouTube. So check us out. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program.
0: I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.